Wilberforce changed society because he had life. And uh, William found God. And John Newton prophesied over him, it is hoped and believed that the Lord has raised you up for the good of his church and for the good of the nation. Life, capital L, is the energy that changes the world. You know, I've got a little book that I love called 70 Great Christians, and it's just uh, charting the achievements of 70 people through the ages who've done great things from God. It starts with Peter and Paul and uh, goes right through to Brother Andrew, and they changed the world, and they did it because they had life. They all had a story to tell, like Wilberforce, of receiving life. Now, we began our service with that little clip just to introduce the, the theme of trafficking. But can I just say, I don't really think you start with the need or even with the work that meets the needs. I don't think that's our starting point. We know, don't we, that the church is all about Jesus. And we start with him. You know, Paul said, I want to know him. Knowing him is everything because in him we have life. Didn't he say that's the reason he came? He said, I have come that you may have life, didn't he? And having life, then we do the things that he did. Remember these words. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. So, if we want to change our world, we don't actually begin with the need or the work, but we begin with him. And for me, this is what church is all about, seeking God, receiving life. And not just once, but being ministered. You know, I believe our team have ministered life to us this morning as they've taken us into the presence of God. And so with life, we're energized to change the world. Life with a capital L, the Greek word is zoe. It means not just breathing and existing, but being spiritually alive. And that's the energy that changes the world. So we seek God, we receive life, and we go out into the world propelled by that life. And without life, we can't do anything, can we? You know that Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. So Wilberforce battled to change the law, to make it illegal to own, buy, and sell human beings. Now, sadly, in our day and age, we have the right laws in place, but ever more slavery. Human trafficking being hidden is difficult to quantify. It's known to be the fastest growing organized crime in the world. And almost the sho most shocking thing that we've discovered is that it isn't just happening far away. I was profoundly moved by a true story of a young girl from Eastern Europe who was living in dire poverty, and she'd got three children to feed. And she was encouraged to leave the children with her mother and to move to Albania to get a good job so that she could send money back home for her children. Well, of course, she was tricked. And before long, she was forced into prostitution. She was brought and sold by different people many times over and moved around and ended up enslaved in a brothel for a long, long time living a horrible life, abused over and over. She never received a penny. She didn't have her passport or any means to contact her family. She was a slave. And do you know where that brothel was? It was in Birmingham. 
it was in the UK, just a few miles away from us. And she didn't know that she only needed to walk out the door and approach a policeman and she would be treated as a victim, not as a criminal. But she didn't know that. She was held by lies and fear and physical abuse and threats to harm her children back home. But the thought that she was going through all of that cut off from her family and used and abused while we're getting on with our lives just a few miles down the motorway. It shocked me to the core. It's one thing to read about it happening somewhere else. But she was in Birmingham and we didn't know and she didn't know. And when we go home and we eat our dinner and we watch the TV, there are people as close as that in slavery, robbed of their families and freedom and free will. Now, it's one of those things that when you look at it, it just gets bigger and bigger. If you just go to the Stop the Traffic website, there are stories, you know, like beautiful little children in India who would just simply disappear on a regular basis, kidnapped for prostitution or forced labor or illegal adoption or even child sacrifice. And then there are the scandals of the fashion industry and chocolate production. Children sold into slavery and trafficked over two, three, four countries away from their families. So far, they're unlikely to ever see them again. A child's work day beginning at six in the morning and ending in the evening. Little kids using chainsaws and machetes and heavy dangerous equipment um, uh, that violates every labor law. Um, and then packing the pods into sacks that weigh more than 100 pounds and dragging them through the forest. One former child slave testified, some of the bags were taller than me. It took two people to put the bag on my head, and if you didn't hurry, you were beaten. The majority of children have scars from the machetes, and kids as young as 10 have to spray the pods with dangerous chemicals and no protective clothing. They sleep on wooden planks in small windowless buildings with no access to clean water or sanitary bathrooms. Their diet is poor. They don't go to school. They don't get paid. There are no doctors, no health care. They're beaten. They're exposed to danger every day, and this is the price of our chocolate. And this is why we always give out fair trade chocolate in our church. Here in the UK, the recent Rotherham report highlighted the wide scale of uh, exploitation of young people here in the UK. We know by now that 1,400 children were abused over 13 years in Rotherham. And there are known cases much closer to home, Telford, Derby, Stoke-on-Trent, Walsall. But what do you do when you're a little group of people, albeit signed up to a global charity like Stop the Traffic, and you see a problem that just gets bigger the more you look at it? It's easy to feel it's impossible to make a difference. Well, it might not be much that we can do, but we have to do something. Because they estimate that... 600 to 800,000 people are being trafficked every year, that even as many as 10 or more thousand people are trafficked into the UK every year, and yet only a few hundred have been rescued. Trafficking doesn't discriminate. It's a crime that can affect any race, gender, um, anybody can be vulnerable, but it's been hidden for so long, and we are beginning to appreciate how little is known in our town about what's going on. In a moment, Hazel will talk to us about the practicalities of what we can do in our small corner, but I just wanted to start by making the point that worship isn't something separate, that you're either a worshipper or a worker. 
Jesus is the giver of life, and life is the energy that makes a difference in the world. Just um, before we see another clip, let me tell you this little case study that Stop the Traffic produced, just to give an example of how one small local person's small local action can make a difference. Claire decided to raise money and increase awareness of trafficking in her own community. To help her in her quest for a traffic-free community, she put a collection box and leaflets into her local dry cleaners. Who would expect that to work? After reading the information the, uh, that Claire provided, the dry cleaner confirmed that he had concerns about a woman staying in his flat. He thought she might be a victim. He asked Claire what he could do and she called Stop the Traffic. The woman was Ava from the Middle East. She'd married a Romanian man who'd brought her to England with all kinds of promises and then she found that his intention was to force her into prostitution. Ava was scared and she'd run away. She didn't speak English so she went to a Middle Eastern restaurant for help. By chance, the dry cleaner used that restaurant and he offered her a place to stay. By chance, Claire brought her leaflet into his shop. By chance. I wonder how many things happen by chance when people are led by the Holy Spirit. In less than 24 hours, Ava had a safe house to move to and she was getting support and help that things that she needed, all because one member of one community told another member of that community in a dry cleaner shop about human trafficking. Ava is free because Claire has life and she was guided by the Holy Spirit. So my calling is probably not to focus on so much on works, but to pray for people to have life and hopefully to minister life. And then the works are inevitable. Uh, I'm going to ask you to watch the screen now and we're going to watch another clip and then Jane's coming. Thank you. Just in the brothels and dance clubs that the girls work. Alan takes Stacy to an area where many trafficked young girls are forced to work by their pimps because they can make even more money by picking up passing trade. for me to find out that right now in the 21st century there are more people trapped in slavery than ever before one has to wonder how is this happening you know we see these statistics like 27 million slaves but the truth is that numbers are numbing numbers are dehumanizing and desensitizing and it becomes so easy to ignore suffering when it remains nameless or faceless. In fact, it's so easy to be overwhelmed by the enormity of the problem if it seems so large that none of us could make a difference. But if you could break that number down so that it represents one human being, one life, one story, then that changes everything. One story that profoundly impacted me 
was Natalia's. She went to a coffee shop to meet up with a guy that her friends introduced her to. She was so excited about going on a date. She remembered laughing and talking with him, thinking they were having a great time. What she didn't realize was when she went to the bathroom, he drugged her coffee, causing her to pass out. He then threw her in the trunk of a car as if she was nothing more than a piece of baggage. When he arrived at the Greek border, he simply paid off the security guards and entered the country freely. When she awoke, she was in a different country, chained to a bed. She was raped and beaten repeatedly. Two weeks later, Natalia was sold as a sex slave. trafficking is our modern-day Holocaust. We can't turn a blind eye or a deaf ear to the cry of millions who need our help today. Freedom is the right of every human being and is a cause we must all fight for. The whole reason we started the A21 campaign was to rescue, restore and rebuild these broken lives. Natalia found hope when she was rescued and brought to one of the A21 safe houses. provide girls like Natalia with life skills, job training, and help them to take back ownership of their lives. Ultimately, restoring their dignity, giving them freedom, hope, and a brand new chance at life. A21 lawyers helped to see Natalia's trafficker sentenced to 15 and a half years in prison and given a 108,000 euro fine. When we don't allow ourselves to be overwhelmed by the statistics, then you and I together can bring justice and freedom to those in need. We have such an incredible opportunity to make a difference in our world today. This is our time. This is our moment. We need to act now. video that we've seen really brings home to me passion why I feel so passionate about being involved in some way to help stop trafficking. We've seen and we've heard the stats here and in other places and they're awful. You know, they're shocking. But for me, trafficking is about people. It's about human beings, about individuals not just, as Chris Kane said on the video, about the numbing numbers. Matthew 25 says, The king will say, I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. And then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry? When did we feed you or thirsty and give you a drink? When did we see you as a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? 
And the king will answer, I tell you the truth, when you did it to the least of one of these, you did it to me. The least of these refers to the hungry, the thirsty, the poor, the sick, the imprisoned. Jesus said that those who care for such individuals were not merely serving other people. They're serving him. But I have to be honest and say that the subject of trafficking can be overwhelming. It really can. Where do you start? You know, with numbers like we've just seen, where do we start? And we have to be honest and say, we talked about that in the Acts group. You know, what do we do? Where can we start? How can we make a difference? But you probably, you've, you've probably all heard the story about the starfish on the beach. You know, the, uh, the man was walking along the beach where there were thousands of starfish just lying around. And he sees a little boy in the distance and he was picking up one of the starfish and throwing them back into the water. And the man asked him, what are you doing? And the boy said, I'm start throwing the starfish back into the ocean because the tide has washed them up onto the beach and they can't return to the sea by themselves. When the sun gets high, they'll die unless I throw them back into the water. So the old man replied, but there must be tens of thousands of starfish. You can't possibly make a difference. And we all know what happens. The little boy picks one up, throws it back into the water. He says, yeah, but I made a difference for that one. And that's our philosophy. That's why one of the things that we've done as a group is to partner up with international organisations like A21, who you've seen on the video, and Stop the Traffic. They focus on the P's, the prevention of trafficking, the prosecution of traffickers, the protection of those who've been trafficked, and working in partnership with individuals and groups to do it. They do an amazing work, and we can support them in that. Okay, so who are we then? Well, we're quite a small group, really. We've been running for about two years, maybe. And it started off with Wendy, Jill, Rose, myself, Jane, Velma, Jasmine. Well, <laughs> forgive me if I miss anybody. Uh, Velma and Jasmine have now taken a bit of a rest, but they will still help out in whatever we do. So we've got some new people coming. We've got Brian and uh, Leanne and the Stella and Priska. So we've got people who are interested, and that's really, really great. So as a group, we're passionate about what we're doing. Uh, we're passionate about the injustice that many thousands of men, women, and children who were taken from their homes and forced into slavery or into prostitution. Now, I'm not going to go into too much detail because there might still be a few kids in the room. So you know what I'm talking about. You've seen it on the telly. You've read it in papers. It's really, really appalling stuff that these kids have to go through. So we want to make a difference. Well, we're going to do the starfish, I guess. We, we're going to do it for one thing and one thing and one thing, knowing that we can't do for everybody. 
So we want to fight human trafficking in our community by campaigning on different types. So what have we done already? We, we had a quiz night that we raised money for that. We had a fantastic Caribbean event where it was an end of church at J10, 323, um, and a start of something new. But we also raised quite a lot of money. And that money went off to stop the traffic. We did a car wash and a social event where we had lots of tea and cakes. And we sold some jewellery and things. And we raised quite a lot of money. And we took that along to A21 to their office in um, Bulgaria. Jane and I go over to Bulgaria and we do some work out there occasionally. And it was really interesting for us that Sliven, which is the place that we go to, is the main trafficking source in Bulgaria. So it sort of really fit in very well with what we were doing. Um, so we went and spoke to two of the ladies who run the group and gave them the money, for which they were really pleased. And the lady, the, the people that you've just seen that were rescued and went to the safe houses, they, the money that we've given will go directly towards giving them, um, it's like goodie bags, if you like, but uh, all the toiletries and women's products and all of that sort of stuff, just so that they've got something nice and new, something that makes them feel that they are loved. Um, and just by doing a car wash, that's what we're doing. You know, we're reaching out. So we, we did a, an awareness raising outside of Argus. Um, that was quite difficult, really, because <laughs> we were stuck up a corner right by Argus and the lifts. Uh, so there weren't many people coming out, so we had to go out. And, you know, it was quite a fun day, really. But uh, just to raise a bit more awareness, really, we did a taxi, um, the Black Cabs in Warsaw. So we went out and we spoke to them and we put give them leaflets and things to put in their, um, in their cabs. Now, we know we can't save every person um, with 800,000 people involved in the slave trade. But we are reminded of the story of the starfish that Jane's just spoken about. We can't do everyone, but we certainly can try. And what we're, we're aiming now um, to do one project every six months. So you're not going to get sick of us, but you know it will be constantly feeding through. Um, and we're going to be looking at more taxi firm businesses because that's where we think a lot of the women are put uh, to be taken elsewhere. Uh, so we're going to do that. We're also going to be doing a Christmas, um, another Christmas, hopefully the Christmas quiz. Um, and we're going to do, last year we did elves, you remember the knitted elves? This year we're doing snowmen. So by the end of a few years you can have a nice little collection. Um, so if anybody would like to knit some little snowmen for me, I'm more than happy to supply you with the wool and the pattern. That would be brilliant. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Hazel. It's not a lot, but it's what we can do. And as Hazel said, it certainly makes a difference to those ladies who receive their goodie bags. Okay. Now, I've asked three of our volunteers if they'd just very briefly share with you the reason why they volunteered to help with Stop the Traffic. So it's Neil, Maureen and Stella who are going to come forward and just share that with you. Neil, do you want to go first?
third, this is a global issue. Men, women, and children taken from their homes, sold, exploited, and used as a commodity to make money. All it takes for evil to flourish is for good men to do nothing. I couldn't stand by and do nothing. Thanks, Maureen. Now, Stella's our newest member, and she came to her first meeting on Thursday night, and now she's got her, <laughs> she didn't realise she's going to get dragged up here. <laughs> Stella, why have you joined us? Hello. Um, I think I've been in the church for almost about two years now, and um, somewhere last year, I felt this strong edge within me to get more involved with the church activities. So I think that's when I learned about missional communities. So I went on the Junction 10 website and I went on the missional communities page. And um, through all the missional, various missional communities that I found, um, it was stop, stop the traffic. And I think there was this project going on for Uganda, Animal Husbandry Project. But I think it wasn't really a missional community. It was just a one-off project. So I decided to get more involved with the we stopped the traffic. So Thursday, I went for my very first meeting, and I'm really glad I did because I learned so much, and I'm really looking forward to the rest of my time with the team, and I hope that I'll be able to make a difference. Thanks, Stella. So Stella didn't know very much about it. She was looking to serve Junction 10, which is fantastic, and uh, now she said she's going to learn all about this. Right, Neil's going to tell us why he joined, and then he's going to do a bit of an appeal, aren't you, Neil? Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm very much like um, Ian. I'm very much out of my comfort zone here. Well, the difference is you can play an instrument and I can't. Uh, in fact, I'm not sure I've been chosen to speak last. It's probably because I'm the least prettiest. And <laughs> um, okay, well, for me... Um, I had an interest in human trafficking um, for a number of years. Um, I actually got speaking to Jane uh, a couple of years back uh, in church on one Sunday, and she invited me to join the group. So it only seemed to make perfect sense to join a human trafficking activity within my own church. But what really stirred my heart for joining in the fight against human trafficking well, after watching various documentaries and reading a number of news items, I was shocked at the sheer scale of the problem. As you've seen in the video, an estimated 27 million people are trafficked worldwide in one form or another. But it's when you get into the real stories, the effects on the lives of those who have suffered at the hands of traffickers, then your heart cannot fail to be stirred. Even more heart-wrenching is when you see the suffering of trafficked children, especially those who are coerced, smuggled or sold into the sex industry. And just like Hazel has said, um, you, know, you can't even begin to repeat some of the details of what happens to some of those children. But it just beggars belief that people can inflict such cruelty and disregard to a child's quality of life just to make money to enhance their own lifestyles. But this is just one area of human trafficking. And I know some of the guys have come with this uh, stuff already, so forgive me for being a bit repetitive. But um, Another term for human trafficking widely used is modern-day slavery. 
domestic servitude, forced labour, forced criminal activities and organ harvesting are just other examples of criminal and life-destroying activities that human traffickers are involved in. And this stuff doesn't ha just happen elsewhere. This is on our own doorstep. Some of you may have seen this week uh, news reports of children being sexually groomed for prostitution here in Walsall. And actually appeared in uh, the Express and Star. So like I said, it is on our doorstep. This is close to home. Yeah, it's real. It's not just someone else's problem. It's not just somewhere else. I pray that I'm wrong, but I suspect a lot of the stuff we hear is just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, and like Hazel previously said, the reality is that human trafficking has been so successful is because it's such a hidden crime. Victims are usually threatened either personally or are told that there are friends or families will be harmed if they speak out. And if they don't speak out, how is anyone even going to know that they have a problem in the first place? So this is where the anti-trafficking groups come in. They have the expertise to deal with victims and offer them a secure and structured way out. But how do they know who the victims are? Well, that's where people like you and me come in. A lot of it is purely about observation. A person's behaviour continually looking stressed or badly groomed, unusual working hours, paid or unpaid work. Actually, I feel like I'm talking about myself. <laughs> um, in fact, there are a large number of factors which I don't which have time to discuss now. But once you have that suspicion that someone may be a victim, you need to know how to act. There are a large number of anti-human trafficking groups uh, but they are largely dependent on the information they receive from people like you and like me. So at this point, I would urge you to look up groups such as Stop the Traffic or Hope for Justice, uh, which you can do online. Uh, or we do have some literature at the back on the desk, which you can pick up on the way out. And they will provide you with excellent resources and tips for identifying victims and what action you can take. Another option is to join our acts group. The more observant amongst you might have noticed that I'm the only bloke in the group. Um, <laughs> so it'd be great for me to, to be engaging in some more manly conversations um, instead of about neck curtains and next week's cake recipe. <laughs> I can promise you the conversations are much more interesting than that. Um, okay. Um, as has already said, we meet once a month to discuss and plan activities. At present, we are limited in what we can achieve due to the numbers we have in our group. Um, so obviously, we would like to expand on what we do um, and get involved in more projects. But because of commitments with uh, what the other guys have got, like, you know, this becomes very difficult. So obviously, the more people we have on board, the more we can do. Um, it doesn't matter if you can't make a meeting, if you do decide to join us, we will set up an email circulation list to keep you notified of forthcoming events, meetings and updates. So you can have an opportunity to play an active role in supporting and protecting our community. 
We're not looking for exceptional talents or skills, as welcome as they are, but I do believe we can all do something. We are just looking for people who have a heart to help end this evil crime and show those who are victims that there are people who care. So just to close, uh, Matthew 5.16 says, In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So if you are interested in joining our group or you want to know more information, uh, at the end of the service, we'll be on the desk at the back of the uh, church uh, and we'll answer any questions you have or we'll take your details <coughs> in regards to joining up the group or having the email updates. So thank you. Thank you. That, that's literally uh, a monthly meeting and twice yearly event. So, it's, you know, if you're a busy person... Don't rule it out for that reason. Okay, uh, we're just going to do some interactive praying now. And I've asked a few members of our team, let me try and find my notes, um, to come and lead us in prayer. And the prayers will come up on the screen and you'll see where we want you to join in. So who have we got? Maureen, Stella, Hazel, Wendy and Neil going to come forward and just um, do these prayers. So let's pray together. Maureen first. Gracious Father, you created us and you created us for freedom. Through disobedience, freedom has been taken away from so many. Injustice has come about because of our broken relationship with you. We pray for those who struggle and suffer because of this. And you will bless them. They are prayer. We pray for those bound by slavery trafficked because of greed and selfishness, and for the families split up. Give them courage and hope. May they gain understanding that they have value and worth too. Give them the gift of life, which no man can take away. We pray about the conditions that cause the slavery. Poverty, lack of education, economic injustice. Show us, Lord, your people that we can do right things in fulfilment of your commandments. We pray for groups like Stop the Traffic, A21, Hope for Justice. Give them wisdom, resources, willing volunteers, success in bringing your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for suffering people everywhere and for our leaders. Give them courage to administer justice and to work together for the well-being of your people everywhere in the world. Lord. And finally, we can pray that you will use us. Show us, Lord, how we can make a difference to those who have been robbed of their freedom, their families, their dignity, and their basic human rights. We pray in faith, we declare in faith, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Amen.
And Lord Jesus, I pray that you will give us abundant life in this church. I pray that the words from this pulpit will minister life. Holy Spirit, narrow our focus to one desire of knowing Jesus so that we shall see the world through his eyes. Teach us, Lord, to seek you with all our heart, to worship you with all our mind and heart and soul and understanding. May we know you and do as you've promised, Lord, even greater things than you did when you walked on this earth. And you said, Lord, when you began your ministry, you repeated those words, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives. It's your work, so it's our work, Lord. Let your life overflow through us. And Father God, while we're in prayer, we just lift some people up to you this morning. I want to pray for Anita Tipper and her family in the loss of her sister. Lord, will you just minister to her? Will you comfort her? Will you just bring a sense of your presence and your peace and to all the family? We also pray for Bob and Eileen, Lord, with Eileen in hospital. We just pray that you will be their very present help in this time of trouble and that your healing power will be upon her. And Father God, looking further afield, we are brokenhearted for these people who've been attacked on holiday in Tunisia. And we simply pray for the bereaved, that you will comfort them, for the injured, that you will heal them. And Lord, against the evil, we pray that you'll protect our citizens abroad and in this country. In the name of Jesus and all the people said, Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Okay, while the team are coming up, just have a few notices for you.